This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's Blood Red podcast, where we'll be looking back on 4-2 win against Burnley, looking ahead to the Champions League clash against Bayern and several other bits and bobs. Uh, hosting today is myself, Sean Bradbury, not one of your regular hosts. Uh, probably what fourth choice host, if that, maybe a bit of a Joel Matip style. Uh, you know, <laughs> I like think one you might his... be better at heading it. Well, I think yeah. like one of his headers, this could go anywhere. This podcast, today, <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll see how we go. Um, with me in the room is uh, not James Pierce today. Um, he is working. He is Munich bound imminently uh, the next couple of days. But we have Ian Doyle. Hello Doyle. there. He's doing well. Um, to my right, we have Paul Ghost. Hello, Sean. And to my left, Connor Dodd. Hello, Sean. How are you? I'm very well. Very well, thank you. Um, so we will crack straight on. I would have asked how you were, but you just went straight off me and went on to Paul. <laughs> yeah, make me feel bad for not asking how you are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, very well. We, 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 it's all good. Um, <laughs> Doyle, we'll start with you. You were at Anfield yesterday. Um, plenty of talk before the game, and I suppose on the back of the United and Everton matches, uh, of the Reds needing to release the handbrake, being a bit less cautious. Is that what we saw yesterday? We saw a bit of it. I mean, you, you, kind of. There was always a suspicion that uh, Jurgen Klopp would shake up his midfield by bringing in an attacking midfielder, and he certainly did that. But it probably wasn't one that most people were expecting. I mean, there was people who were thinking that Jordan Shakiri deserved a go. People who thought that Naby Keita had been a bit unlucky, which he had been, to, to be rested for the last couple of games. But it was Adam Lallana. And it's fair to say there was a bit of a fume about that on social media, certainly in the build-ups of the game after the team uh, sheet had dropped. But, well, lo and behold, Lallana was one of the best players on the pitch. And Liverpool wouldn't say they strolled to victory, but I think the 4-2 scoreline did, wasn't as emphatic as perhaps the way the game went. I mean... That it was 3-2 for about a minute and Burnley within one goal in that second half was extraordinary in a way because Liverpool, I thought, played really well and while a lot of the goals that they scored were down to Burnley mistakes, you have to be in the mood to punish punish them and I think it all came from that early goal that really, I think we all agree, it should never have been allowed, the, the mm. Burnley goal. It was quite clearly a foul on, on Alisson. I know some people are saying that that you know, advocating that and that shows you how much we need to introduce VAR. I, I just think it shows that we need to introduce eye tests on officials <laughs> if, they, if they couldn't spot that, to be honest. I think... It, it's funny, uh, Sean Dyche after the game, he, he mentioned it. And he, while he was never going to say, yeah, it was definitely a foul, he's like, I don't know what's a foul anymore. It's one of those, you know, he basically more or less saying, yeah, it was a foul. Uh, but that made Liverpool angry. And I think that's something that they haven't had in recent weeks. You look, they've been quite passive, you see, against Everton, certainly against Manchester United, Bayern as well, may, maybe not against Watford, but certainly in the, those kind of games, they've looked a little bit, I'm not cautious, I'm trying to think of what the word is, but they haven't quite been at it going mm. forward but I think that just wound them up and when you've got Lalana leading the press the way he does the way that I think a lot of fans have forgotten what he was like for those first two years and Firmino as well he was he was taking it to the, to, to the Burnley defence when you consider he was up against you know the twin towers of uh, Tarkovsky and, and, and me uh, he was never going to win any headers so he had to find a different way of doing it and he managed to do that you know he, okay his goals were tappings but if you're a striker and you're a number nine and you want to be, you know, people say he isn't really a striker. Well, he was exactly where a striker should be tapping those in. So I thought Liverpool actually played really well and deserved the win. Uh, would you go along with that, Connor? I mean, Burnley, a side who've caused Liverpool some problems over the past few seasons, but was that an impressive uh, response to some recent disappointments? Yeah, it certainly was. And I think just a note on the Burnley goals particularly as well, I don't think there'd be any concern for Liverpool over either of them. I think obviously the first one is a clear foul on Alisson and it's a freak goal and obviously should never have stood. And then even the second one, to be honest, the shot from outside the area, I can't remember who it was from, but sliced off his foot, it comes up in the air, bounces off a couple of Liverpool players, finds a Burnley player, gets put across the box and it's just, you put it down to one of those, isn't it? It's a freak goal. And again, you know, it could have quite easily have been another goalless 
clean sheet for Liverpool. So, yeah, I think they, I think they played really, really well, to be honest. And as Doyle said, I was so impressed with Adam Lallana. I think we said a few times watching it just how... You know how surprised you were, really. It just and you wondered how long is that going to last for. And he just kept up the intensity until he came off. To be fair to him, and mm. yeah, he was he was excellent. And it was a good overall performance from everybody, really. Absolutely. Uh, and what, Kirsty? What was your take on it? Obviously, City um, extended their lead to four points again on Saturday night by beating Watford, but then the Reds responded in decent style for you. Yeah, very much so. Um, kind of mentioned there about Lallana, and you talk about defending from the front, and <clears throat> that's exactly what he did, didn't he, for for manage first. Um, <clears throat> thought everyone played well, really. The, the Burnley, Burnley's first was clearly a foul analysis, and he's sandwiched in between <clears throat> two Burnley players, and he's getting leaned on. Um, quite how the official never never seen that, I don't know, but Liverpool responded well to it. Um, the early goal for Burnley would have given them even more of an opportunity and, a, and an excuse to sit in and get men behind the ball. And at one point, there were 11 behind the ball, but Liverpool opened them up quite well. Um, and in the second half... There seems to just be wave after wave of attack, and I remember thinking Liverpool have absolutely battered these here. I don't know how it's only three one. Um, so yeah, good win. Three um, two would have been unfair for Liverpool because they, they were so much better than Burnley. Four two was a little bit more respectable, um, and great to see Mane and Firmino back in the goals. Mm, absolutely. Um, you've touched on him already a little bit, Doyle, but but Sean Dyche, um, you know, we mentioned what he was like <laughs> afterwards. But during the game, I believe he was was not a happy chap. Well, he's never happy, is he? Just certainly during the game. First of all, I must confess, I actually quite like him. I quite like him. I think he's done a great job at Burnley with with the resources that he's got. And he, you know, he, he kind of well, okay, we, we make a bit of a joke about some of the things that he says after a game. But what manager doesn't say that? Most of the time, he says he quite, he's quite straightforward with what he says, but. Doesn't have love of my own, doesn't he? He just never stops. I mean, Mike Dean was the was the fourth official, and as much as we don't mind him getting, you know, abuse as it were, you know, <laughs> to, to a point, I would like to point that out. Uh, um, get, get, you know, p- pointed conversation with him, shall we say, one way conversation at that. That it was non-stop. He must have had a earache by the end of the game, and he's pretty. But Sean Dash has always been like that. That maybe is just his way of getting through the game, and might explain his voice as well. That's a good point. Yeah, very much so. Um, we've touched on Lalana already as well, and obviously a very impressive performance from him. Um, Ghostly, is, is there a sense in which he's been a bit of a forgotten man for Liverpool? Um, I think, you know, when that team news dropped, certainly looking at it, I was in the office and looking out on social media, there was a bit of a response of, from some of the fan base and, you know, to some tweets we were getting uh, to the Echo accounts of it was a bit of a surprise and, you know, where, where was Kate, where was Shakiri? Um, but proved the critics wrong a little bit and justified inclusion? Yeah, it was a bit of a surprise. Um... And when I seen the team news drop, I was a bit worried for Naby Keita because I thought if the £52 million midfielder can't get in ahead of Adam Lallana, who's had an injury-ravaged two years, then it, it, it's a bit of a worrying, worrying time. But he, he justified his inclusion in the end. That's, that's all you can do when, when, it's, um, when there's question marks over why you're in the team. He played really well. Um, I, I get the feeling the Klopp said to him he's only going to get 65 minutes and he, mm. he, he ran his heart, his, his heart out until he uh, collapsed, really, because he knew he was coming <laughs> off at, at that point. didn't physically collapse, did he? <laughs> no, he didn't physically <laughs> collapse, but <clears throat> he ran himself into the ground and he, as he always does. And maybe if he knew he was only going to get 65 minutes, that was all he, he, he had in him. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it, he, he played really well, as I say. Um, uh, maybe he's, he's given some, something to, for Klopp to think about over the next few weeks. Um because I thought he did well at West Ham as well, actually. Mm. He, he had a big part in setting Milner up for, for the opening goal, didn't he? And, um, great to see him out there, actually, because he's uh, I think he's 31 in May. Um, not sure how long he's left on his Liverpool contract. It might be a big summer for him. Um, but if he carries on performing the way he did yesterday, then um, 
you'll have every chance of, of still being part of the 23 next season. Klopp was interesting after the game with his comments when he was asked about why Lallana played. And he basically said, look, we didn't have a midweek game, so we could have the whole week to train with the players. And so what I said at the start of the week, you can all impress me. Let's see how you get on. He said it wasn't just uh, Adam Lallana. It was, the, it was the same message to everybody. And Lallana obviously was the one who impressed the most. And you know, that kind of justifies the faith that, he, that he's got in him. And I think, I think it's interesting, is it, the way the fans are complaining about Lallana coming in and to a lesser extent the likes of Matip coming in. And they've done quite well, reasonably well. Certainly Lallana, uh, as we all agree, on Sunday. But this is the strength in depth that they've been asking for or you know, for the last couple of years that why Liverpool haven't been able to sustain, whether it be a, you know, you've got to remember they were top of the table, was it two years ago? Round about it was, it, it, you know, the start, then it came to that January when Mane went off for the African Cup of Nations yeah. and then it all kind of, it went a bit awry then. But that hasn't happened this season because they do have the likes of Lallana who's coming. I think he's only started five games this season, but you know, if, if he's taking him and Cater and Shakiri, that's three players who've been competing for one place in midfield mm. and then you got Henderson, Milner, uh, Juan Aldam and Fabinho competing for the other two places. Suddenly you're thinking, well, hang on, that's quite a lot of players. You know, and then you've got your front three who are doing okay. Rigi's come in. We mentioned Matip, Gomez obviously start the season. Lovren's not been seen a lot. So they've all come in and done a job. And what Lallana did against Burnley has, has underlined that they're actually they're all ready to do that as well. And with not many games left this season, that's going to be crucial. And all, the other thing is, you know, Ghosty just mentioned that. I think he said he was 30. He's going to be 31 soon. Lallana's got experience that some of the others don't have. And that's going to be crucial when you get to these last few weeks of the season where Liverpool, I was thinking about this the other day actually, Liverpool have actually got something to play for, but that's been the case for several years. It's not been the title. Last year it was Champions League final and fourth place. The year before that was fourth place. The year before that was the Europa League final. The year before that, okay, they got to the FA Cup semis, but they were still chasing for a Champions League place up until the last couple of weeks. The year before that was the title run. So only 2013 was the last time where they didn't really have anything to play for over the last couple of weeks. So they do have this kind of experience of holding the nerve over the last few weeks. Mm. Just there, staying on Lallana briefly then, Connor. He was, he seemed almost like a little bit emotional when he was speaking after the game about it being a difficult two years for him and finally feeling, you know, a kind of consistent run of fitness. Do you think, as Doyle says, he has a, a bit more of a part to play in the running than some fans might have thought? Yeah, certainly. Um, you've got to have a look at him. I know, we've obviously mentioned how well he played and he's going to be crucial, as Doyle said, you know, it's that little bit of depth that we've been looking for. Um, I think, to be honest... We just need to see a bit more of the same. Um, Burnley aren't particularly a phenomenal opponent, but you know, when Liverpool aren't going to come up against the likes of Bayern and Chelsea and Man City every week, so when you've got players like Lallana to come in, it's absolutely perfect, isn't it? And I think that's obviously what Klopp must have had a little bit in mind by Munich as well. Hmm. Um, moving on then to the forward line, uh, I think we said in the last blood red that if Salah didn't score uh, at the weekend, it would have been five games, which would have been his longest run of not scoring in a Liverpool shirt. Um, any concern around him, Doily? No, not at all, really, to be honest. Again, it's interesting. Klopp, after the game, said, you know, I thought Salah was probably our best player on the pitch, you know, and, and it'll be interesting to see how that got reflected. And people won't say that in their ratings, but I'd already found my ratings and I'd give him an 8 out of 10. So, <laughs> yeah, you're he's basically just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all eyes were on me at that point. Um, but, but, yeah, I thought he played well. I think he didn't get his goal, but it wasn't for the one to try it. It was a good save from Heaton that, that, that denied him his goal towards the end. But every time he got the ball, Burnley were just scared stiff yeah. of him. Mm. You look at the oh, the first three goals. The first one, he did the run into the box, played the one-two with Wijnaldum, crossed it, set it across. Second one came from, uh, I think it was Charlie Taylor. Good tackle, actually, on him. Uh, but Salah had to be there. And if you actually watch the replay, 
Salah, when the first ball comes in, I think it was from Firmino, and it gets headed away. He actually put does that kind of like oh, and he put he doesn't put his head his hands on his head, but he's kind of like giving it all that oh, and then he starts to turn around. Then he sees that the the ball's coming again, and he sprints for it in a split second like that. And that's when the tackle comes in, and of course he goes straight to Manny, who finishes. And the third one, okay, the goal kick came straight to him, but he had to a control it, b then hold off the defender. And okay, yeah, he might have passed to Manny a bit early because he was probably thinking, I want to get me goal to, yeah. to to end that run and match Alan Shearer's I think fifty goals in sixty six Premier League games yeah. with one club. But it still ended up being a goal. So I mean, he had three goal involvements. Or because of his it's reputation, so reputation. Free assist as well, yeah, isn't it? It's exactly, like yeah. inches from being assists. So, exactly, yeah. You know, the um, the first goal was 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 great because Liverpool were knocking on the door and it wasn't really happening. And then just a little turbo charge, one two, and takes him away, and he puts it right on a plate for Firmino. Doesn't he? he takes was it was a Tarkovsky out the game, and, and obviously Tom Heaton and Firmino won't score an easier goal. And as soon as that happened, Liverpool were back in business then, and you never really felt that it was going to be a, a worrying day for Liverpool. No, um, I think it's saying going back to Salah. I think it's it's interesting. Is it last season people were saying all he does is score goals, <laughs> and now this season when he's not scoring as many goals and he's doing lots of other stuff, people are complaining saying he hasn't scoring any goals. It's like, well, <clears throat> is it? Ask you know, it, do you think he's a better rounded player this season than last season? I do. I think he's, he's yeah, far more. I think he offers a little yes. bit more to the team yeah. actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's partly because he also he's played up front as well, down the mm-hmm. middle. So he's played in a couple of positions, whereas last season he more or less just played on the right wing. Mm-hmm. I think there's a maybe a possibility as well, Connor, that with with Salah being you know more of a more of a known quantity that this season he was you know he, a little bit of a surprise package possibly last season that it's made a bit more kind of room and uh, teams have been a little bit less concentrated on on Sadio Mane for example who's, who's shooting up the goal scoring chart at the moment yeah without doubt you can you can see it in so many games you saw it against against Burnley two players three players are constantly around Salah because they're so aware of his threat and I know that might stand off him but they are still there and they're still marking him of course that gives options to people like Manny who's obviously scored more goals in the Premier League this year than he has before for Liverpool in, in a season so it's obviously really good and you know there's no secret and there's got to be some correlation between the fact that defenders are really wary of Salah and people plan and teams plan to nullify Salah's threat but Liverpool have got so much more than just Salah so you know it, that is going to naturally stop him scoring but it hasn't obviously stopped him providing you know against Burnley but yeah I think it's definitely one of those isn't it mm. um, Last question on Salah then for you Gorsley no goal against Watford no goal against Burnley but probably two of his best performances without actually yeah. scoring um, mm. do you think are you confident that we're seeing the signs that he'll he'll be backfiring them in soon? Oh yeah, you know, we, a player of Salah's quality is eventually going to find that sooner or later, isn't he? And, um, if he wasn't putting in the performances, then you would start getting a bit worried and questioning why not. But against Wofford, he um, who's the who's the left back against Wofford? It wasn't Ken Semmer, was it? it was oh, and I can't remember his name. He was the, he's only he'd only they'd only signed him, hasn't he? Recently, yeah, he's from he from Bologna or something. Yeah, that's yeah, it, yeah, yeah. yeah, he had machined it up the wall um, throughout that game and and um, yesterday as well. I thought some of Burnley's defenders played well, to be honest, and um, I thought Charlie Taylor had a good game, but Salah was just... Every time he got it, he looked threatening, didn't he? Mm. And I'm, I'm not too concerned. Um, he might score on, on Wednesday night. Fingers crossed. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Um, Doily, after the game, then Klopp was, was quite... <coughs> Quite bullish, really, about about Liverpool and you know City had handed down the challenge and, mm. and gone four points ahead on Saturday. The Reds have responded, uh, and he said, you know, the message from today is that nobody gets rid of us uh, if we play as we did today. 
Uh, I think he's got every right to say that after that performance. I think so. I mean, as has been touched on earlier, everything that could possibly have gone wrong at the start I mean, had gone wrong, conceding the uh, first goal, the fact that it was clear, quite clearly shouldn't have been allowed. The wind They're, they're going to say, the yeah, yeah, to it, the, enemy, the, enemy of, the enemy of football, the wind, which I have to say is, I don't think I've ever been to a football game, ever, where there were such varying weather conditions. It went for, it's the only game where possibly you could have got sunburns and pneumonia at the same time. <laughs> Honestly, it was just insane. It was, it was really warm when the sun was out. And then, the, then when it went in, it went cold. Then it started raining. Then it stopped. Then the sun came out. Then it was hailing. Then it stopped. Then it was sunny again. And then it started raining again. And then it stopped. And I know we're, we know we're, we're used to British weather, but come on. What was the question again? Sorry. <laughs> just talking about weather rant. This, this is so, this is such a, Brit- a Polish this, is, this is such a British rant, isn't it? Let's just talk about the weather. Um, we're in for tea. That'll be the question next. Um, yeah, bullish mood. Well, let's face it. They've lost one game in, in 30. I think he's, everybody can see the finishing line is there now. Yeah. You know, I think he's thought, you know, all of them things and the fact City had won and they were four points behind and there was this, all this pressure on Liverpool. They just swept. Burnley away, who are difficult opponents and will be difficult opponents. I think City have got to go to Turf more towards the end of the yeah. season. I'm surprised by how far down the league they are, actually. Yeah. Mm. I know they started really poorly, then had a, had a good run. Got from Boxing that, didn't he, when yeah. he was with Mines and the first time they were ever in the Europa League and they just struggled straight away because they weren't used to yeah. travelling on a Thursday, coming back to play on a Sunday, it just killed them, which obviously has happened to Burnley this season, hasn't it? I think they'll stay up. They should stay up as well. As I say, mm. I don't mind Sean Dyche that much. Klopp in that mood, yeah. I mean, if Liverpool win against Fulham, uh, on Sunday, they'll have, they'll have beaten their points total for the whole of last season with seven mm. games to go, mm-hmm. and the, they've now twelve. Yeah, and they will go top. Yeah, and which again will put the pressure on, on on City. I mean, the twelve points ahead of Tottenham. Remember, about three weeks ago, it was a three-horse race. Yeah, you know what happened to Tottenham? I, I don't want to do my normal rant on Tottenham, but come on, <laughs> I was right about them all along. What was, I wasn't the only person saying that was I? To be fair, but then that underlines how well Liverpool have done. Yeah. You know, because Tottenham were getting and rightly getting great credit for what they've done. And Liverpool are now 12 points ahead of them. You know, how many points are the United now? Are they, is it 17? I think it's 17. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a lot of points ahead of Chelsea now. And these were teams earlier in the season were kind of positioning themselves for a bit of a title tilt and then they started losing games. And Liverpool, while not playing well in certain games, were either getting like 1-0 wins at Huddersfield or getting the draw at Chelsea, getting the draw against Arsenal. And yeah, they had a, they've had a little bit of a wobble in recent weeks. If you call drawing games that normally if you mm. draw like Everton and Man United away you'd say it's a good result there's only probably been about two results this season from Liverpool where you go that's not a great result mm. and even one of them was against Leicester at home who you know as we know they can turn it on against any team they don't necessarily have been they haven't necessarily been getting the results this season but they can they can certainly pull out a good performance against the team so I think Klopp is right I think he can see it now he knows there's no point moaning or complaining about anything now it's just getting the players you know g'd up keeping them confident only eight more league games to go and most of them liverpool will think that they're favorites to win hmm. how do you see it now then ghosty so liverpool as Dodie just said um a win against fulham at the weekend they, they go top again does, does that switch the pressure right back onto city yeah it does um my city radar is focused on that manchester derby it's uh, i just think that's such a huge game and i think um i think with arsenal winning yesterday that keeps united a little bit more um basically means that they're going to have to you know try fight yeah, they're going to yeah. have to try yeah <laughs> it keeps them honest doesn't it for, yeah. for the city game because they they can see a top four finish themselves so i just think that game for Liverpool is huge um and it's uh, yeah going to fulham on this weekend Winning the game and going two points clear is not a bad, bad, uh, bad prospect to have in mid-March, is it? So I think 
Liverpool just have to do that and then the, the pressure flips right back onto City and someone mentioned actually I think it was Paul Wheelock today he said um, there's a certain point where if Liverpool win their games City will have two two games in hand but it'll be a five point gap which mm. um, is quite a bit of a psychological um, task for them to overcome isn't it as well I, as obviously I, I, well, they, they, the they did games. it in 2014 didn't they <clears throat> yeah, so. yeah they did yeah but it's mm. um, you know, you, you never know, the year, But yeah, um, Liverpool's just got to focus on uh, three points of Fulham this weekend. Absolutely. I think just particularly before we move on, like City's back-to-back games against Tottenham and United. And they mentioned it there. You know, United yeah. getting beaten by Arsenal, Tottenham falling by the wayside at the moment. They could be really in a shootout for fourth place, yeah. third mm. place, those last couple of Champions League places, and they might really need to beat City. And I think that's going to help Liverpool so much coming into the last few games. We, Liverpool will need Tottenham to be in that because obviously, when Liverpool play Tottenham at the end of this month, Tottenham will still be in a good position regardless. So they'll mm. have, a certain, they'll have a certain Champions set, yeah. League focus. Yeah. Because Tottenham, Liverpool the, think might play the, them early enough. They'll, they'll still they'll be in the Champions a, League. I think it's before the quarterfinal, isn't it? Whoever mm. they play, I think. I think they'll imagine if it was Tottenham against uh, United. That'd be funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I, you know, I think it's going to be a United City quarterfinal anyway. Ooh, That's what I've, I've been calling this for a while. <laughs> uh, well, we will leave it there with Burnley. Um, looking ahead to Wednesday, then Doily, uh, yourself and James uh, are yes. flying out tomorrow. tomorrow yes, morning. tomorrow morning. Yes. Uh, what can we expect then from you guys in the next couple of days? Uh, plenty to uh, plenty to go at on the Echo website. Uh, there will be online. yes. <laughs> we'll, 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 you know, we just wait and see. <laughs> <laughs> there'll Some be plenty. There'll be us. plenty of stuff there. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't been to Munich. Munich is one of the very few German cities. I city. love Munich. I've never been yeah. to. No, I've never it's been. Anyth- is it anything like Berlin? I've never been to Berlin. Ah, Berlin's great. Yeah. Berlin's great. But uh, no, it'll be interesting. It's. Um, I think we were talking about this uh, just before in the office, weren't we, that Liverpool's record away from home in Europe has been absolutely atrocious. Mm. Uh, yeah. that, I think they lost all the last five games away from Anfield. And I think certain people who are thinking that Liverpool, oh, they can win this game. Well, they can win it, but... They're going to have to do an awful lot better than they have been doing on the road since the uh, the win at City, wasn't it? And even that, it's technically okay. It's an away game. It's not a European away game, really, is it? Uh, the Porto game, five nil, which was w- yeah, which was uh, something of a one-off in that respect. I mean, even if you look at the games that they played last season, the other games. I mean, they drew with Sevilla. They drew Spartak Moscow. Moscow. Well, yeah. They beat Maribor, Maribor but yeah. I think we could have beaten Maribor. Although, yeah, no, <laughs> although to be fair, you know that that was at the time when Liverpool were just beating. Everybody yeah. didn't they follow that game by losing four one against Spurs? I think that's right, isn't it? Yeah, I think you're yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, October. But, yeah. Mm. But it's interesting. Liverpool's away games in Europe this season. Klopp's looked to bring in a certain level of control, hasn't he? He's kind of picked the but you know, most mm. of the time the three midfielders, and we know which midfielders they are. Not all the time, but and while it's it's well, you have to say it's not worked. They've lost every single game. And uh, it was funny. It was Adam Lallana started one, didn't he? The one in Belgrade, I think. It, did he start that one? That was the, that's been the most disappointing performance of the season mm, yeah. for me. That that, 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 that two yeah. Sturridge mm-hmm. again. That's the game where Sturridge, if he just scores early on, Liverpool, early Liverpool yeah. win, don't mm-hmm. they? And that's at the time when he was actually scoring quite a few goals. He, I think he scored since Chelsea or something like that. But yeah, Bayern. It's not going to be easy. Bayern won six 0 at the weekend. They've suddenly come into form. They're now top of the of the Bundesliga. The scoring goals. They're not conceding many. Dale have taken quite a lot of heart from the fact that they kept that clean sheet mm. at Anfield as much as Liverpool are taking heart from the fact they didn't concede a, uh, an away goal. It's going to be it's it's going to be it's it's a, it's a proper game, isn't it? It's a yeah, proper European it's a proper huge, European game. You look you look at the games from the, this round, you'd say that one, and probably Atletico Madrid Juventus. Yeah. Well, some people might say PSG Man United. Uh, you know what I think about PSG. 
<laughs> Van Dijk back as well, which is huge. Yeah. Van Dijk against Stratford, yes. Lewandowski. Mm, absolutely. Um, those games that Doyle mentioned, they're kind of the, obviously the, the disappointment away from home in the group stage for Liverpool. Do you think that will have a bearing on the Liverpool side that we see now uh, in this game in particular, or, or can they kind of put those behind them? I don't think it'll have any bearing at all. I know that's funny to say, but because obviously the form away from home in Europe hasn't been the best. But I just think, and I've said it before, the Liverpool affinity with the Champions League and the way they go away to European nights and particularly just European nights involving Liverpool are always really special. And I just think the way the fans will be out there will just put a massive boost to the team. And yeah, I think they'll be able to put behind them. Just, as, as Klopp always says, they take it game by game and I think they'll be well prepared for this. And I don't think they'll have any bearing at all. Mm. Um, do you go along with that, Gorst? I mean, do you think in, in any way the the approaches we've seen at United and Everton recently with kind of dress rehearsals for how it might go on Wednesday or do you think Liverpool will give it a bit more of a go? Maybe, yeah. Uh, particularly Old Trafford. Um, <clears throat> I think Liverpool might always fancy themselves of getting three points to Goodison Park but Old Trafford's one where they don't have a great record duty so maybe that was something that Klopp could be looking at again. And I think um, I think United actually coughed up a lot of the, lot of the possession second mm. half to Liverpool and just accepted that they were going to have to dig in and defend but uh, it certainly won't be like that in Munich. Um, I think Liverpool's key to victory is being as solid as they have been for most of the season, <clears throat> and then the, the pace of the attackers, particularly Mane and, and um, Salah. <clears throat> I think that that's where Liverpool will get their joy. Um, hopefully, Bayern. I mean, Bayern defended really well at Anfield, and Matt Hummels mm. in particular. Uh, Avi Martinez had a great game, but if the onus is on on them to attack a little bit more, it might open them up, and Liverpool can certainly exploit, exploit any space that, that they get and they've got the pace to do so up front I think that'll be Liverpool's best chance of winning it mm. Do you agree Doyle will it, will it be a totally different approach from Bayern? I think so I also think it's going to be a strange one I think everybody probably accepts that both teams are going to score so therefore it becomes a shootout basically shootout. I think Bayern will know as much as they'll as I said before taken out from what happened at Anfield I think they're probably ready to accept they might and see the goal I think historically, you look at the games in Champions League that the when they play at home, they tend to be fairly high-scoring games when they're playing against some of the bigger teams, which is surprising, really. It's not like Atletico Madrid, who's, the games are very low-scoring and very tight, and they get through on defence. I think Bayern get through on anything; it's their attack, and that's kind of been the way in the Bundesliga this season for them. So, I think I think Bayern will just go for it. Mm. I think maybe the first twenty minutes they'll have a bit of a probe and see how Liverpool are, and Liverpool will maybe sit back a little bit. It could be the other way around. Liverpool just go for it. But the point is, at some point, it will be end-to-end. And I think it should be quite interesting. I think it may be a case of who's got the best attack rather than who's got the best defence. Mm. I think no Kimmich for, for um, Bayern is a big big uh, Rafinha, you know, aren't big they? Factor because mm. Rafinha, um, don't think he's as good as Kimmich. He goes forward quite a lot. And if he leaves space for, for Mane to, to get down that left, then... That's where the people could have a lot of joy, I think. Um, I think that's where, before the the first leg, a lot of the observers over in Germany were thinking that's what might happen, that how are Bayern's uh, fullbacks going to cope with Salah and, uh, and Manny? And in the end, they just stayed back. So that's, yeah, why, yeah. that's why that's why just Bayern sad. didn't really do much attacking, mm. is because the, the, the fullbacks never got past the halfway line. They just, mm. they just stayed back and... As we said, they'll be happy with that. Liverpool were reasonably happy with the fact that they didn't lose because you know, they had a lot of decent chances, but it's, nil, nil, it's not a bad result because it puts it on. I think Bayern will look to back themselves in a shootout against Liverpool because mm. they think they've got a better attack. Mm. I think that's what will happen. Um, before we pick the teams that we would we would play, uh, the Liverpool teams that we would play, are there any concerns, Doyle, had of the game in terms of injuries for the Reds? 
Uh, well, Milner didn't play, did he, on Sunday? He had a muscle problem, which happened, I think, during training, I think, uh, last week. Trent's an interesting one, Trent Alexander-Arnold, because I don't think he had a particularly good game against Burnley. He was up against, what's his first name? McNeil. He had a good is game, didn't he? Is it Dwight? Yes. Uh, yeah. Oh. Is it Dwight? Well, it's... 19-year-old, isn't he? Young winger. Um, yeah, he, he... I think it he, is Dwight. Yeah, he looked quite good, actually. He's not played many games, and... You know, Dyke said he was going to substitute him halfway through the second half, and he was like, "Well, actually, no, he's playing, having a good game. Just leave him on there." And um, he, he obviously said that Trent's a very good right back. And then Trent went off towards the end with a look like a slight injury problem. I know James has, has reported since then that mm. hopefully it's just a precaution, but that'll be a question mark over him, especially if, if Milner's injured and gone. We're down to the right back <laughs> problem again. So they'll hope that at least one of them's going to be okay. Uh, I mean, Lobham was on the bench, wasn't he? But I don't think I think he was pushed onto that because a lot of the youngsters had played a couple of days before for the under twenty threes. Klopp didn't want to risk any of them, and I don't think there was really any chance of Lovren coming on. Um, so Lovren won't be involved. Van Dijk got a little bit of a knock in the first half, yeah. and I know one or two people were getting slightly concerned, but played the rest of the game, didn't he? It's like uh, for Bayern, they won, as I say, six 0 on Friday, and. I think it was Javi Martinez who mm. came back into the team for the first game. Not sure whether he'd play in this one, but to be honest, he probably will. But he got an injury in the first half, but managed to play through it until he got he got substituted in the second half. So I would expect Van Dijk to play. It doesn't really look like anybody else is going to be coming back. You know, there's going to be no Joe Gomez or, or, or Alex Oxlade Chamberlain. Remember, quite a few weeks ago, people were talking about him possibly coming back. But you know, I was at the uh, under 23s on. On Friday, he went off a couple of minutes before half time. Mm. Had a scan on, on on Saturday. He could have a slight hamstring problem, but I'm sure we'll find out more from Jurgen Klopp tomorrow. But it just it's just that that's what happens when you've been out for so long. Your body has to readjust. You know, he's actual. The good thing is that it wasn't his knee, but we're not going to see him any in the next couple of weeks. I don't think so. Injuries. I think the rest of them should be fine. Um, right then, starting from the back, um, Alisson re- recovered from his Burnley sandwich. He, he starts. <laughs> no, no, go for Mignolet now. No, 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 um, midfield then what's the Ooh. dilemmas there yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right <clears throat> I think we, we could all feasibly pick a different midfield here mm. um, I'm going to go with Fabinho Wijnaldum and Henderson and okay. I can already hear Twitter moaning <laughs> I don't know you see because Shakiri and Kate have obviously both played in the Bundesliga and Shakiri played for Bayern Munich and Origi played last season in the Bundesliga I'm not saying he should be playing but you know, there, there's, whether that comes to the club's thinking, I don't know. But Fabinho's got to play. A bit worried about Wan Alden. Fabinho has to play. I'm a bit yeah. worried about Wan Alden because because he's kind of he's been brilliant all season and very consistent. But the last couple of weeks, he's just started to look a little bit mm. tired, a little yeah. bit more sixes out of ten than eight out of ten. It was since um, since the Bournemouth game, wasn't it, where he was he finally earned all the rave reviews that he, he should have been getting earlier, and then maybe he needs then, to. Eat some dodgy food again. That's, that's, clearly, that's clearly what got him running around a bit faster. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Wijnald and Klopp said afterwards that he looked a bit tired, and I think mm. he did. So it's whether or not he goes Fabinho. Well, Fabinho, Fabinho's playing, isn't he? Yeah, Fabinho's yeah. playing. Yeah, and I think it'll be one more of Henderson or Wijnaldum at least. Mm. But in terms of the other one, oh, what do you think? It's Keita for me. 
I'm tempted to play to play Cater. I I'm think in those first 20 Kata. minutes yeah. when Bayern might not be full health level, Keita's going to grow into the game. And I think, you know, he's obviously shown his worth in the Bundesliga. He's played Bayern Munich plenty of times, knows the opponent. And I think he will be the one to come forward in the last 70. Mm. <laughs> if you call it a last 70. <laughs> <laughs> you can, you can, call, 70. You can call it what you like. Yeah. Big I, 70 minutes. I think <laughs> I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go Keita, you know. Yeah. I'm going to go Keita. I'm going to go Fabinho. I'm going to go Henderson and Keita because I think Juan Alden will get rested. Yeah. Interesting. And, and Origi uh, Sturridge and uh, and Chiki <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, well, the forward line, I think we're probably unanimous on again. Is, uh, no one thinks 4 2 3 because 4 3 3 hasn't done it for them. I away think 4 2 3 1 might be a little bit too attacking to start the game, to be honest. But if we really need to change something, can by and score two, then that will obviously be the change and with yeah, Salah up top. That's, that's good. I mean, it's just going to be one of those games. I think there's going to be like it's a, a good game. A, isn't it's it? going to be a million. Um, you know, tactical changes through the game, yeah. this, that, and the other, because it's it's literally going to go. Can you imagine if Liverpool? Sorry, if you're just just attacking Gorsi's lunch there. Can you <laughs> can you imagine if Liverpool score first? Then it's like buying a like, right, got to go for it, and then they score. It's interesting if Liverpool score first, they've got to score twice, haven't they? Yeah, they Buy do, straight yeah. off, yeah. straight off. So I'm back in Van Dyke. Yeah, and so but then it's like Liverpool go. Well, hang on, they need to score two now. So do we just sit back or? So it's it's this is why I know some people don't like a away goals and don't like two legged games, but I think that completely different to any other normal kind mm. of game, totally different yeah. to just a one off knockout game. I that's it's actually football as I was going to say chess, but that's that's a bit highbrow, isn't it? Football, <laughs> football as a football, it's a similar thing. You have to, four, to think yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The first ten minutes in the first leg are just yeah. as important as the, the final ten minutes in the second leg. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I so see what you're saying. Yeah, it's the full one hundred and. 18 minutes or 210 if you have that and then to, uh, one thing it won't be is nil-nil and I know that the Bayern players uh, manager said <laughs> that before the first game time. yeah <laughs> and of course when, when anybody scores and you hear a, a cheer that'll be from the press box because we know there's no extra time of penalties <laughs> <laughs> well with that unpredictable nature of the game in mind let's do some predictions um, start with you Connor what, how do you see this one going? Liverpool 1 Bayern Munich 1 I'm going crazy. I think it's going to be two all or three all. Two all or I three think, all. Yeah, two all, two all, two all. Yeah. Okay. So Liverpool three twice. So I'm going to say yeah. Liverpool. I'm going to say Liverpool won't win on that. Liverpool night. won't win. No, but they will go through. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say two two. I don't think it'll be three three, but I can see a wild two two. Wild two two. Uh, well, I said one one in a poetry motion podcast last week, so I will stick with that. Um, and we will leave it there. Um, thanks for listening once again. Uh, we will be back later in the week. Uh, to see if all our predictions came true. We've all said Liverpool are going through, so no pressure, Reds. I don't think um, all of our predictions are going to come through true because we've all had different ones. That would be true. <laughs> that would be true. Uh, but we shall be back and we shall also be looking ahead to Fulham at the weekend. Uh, yes, yeah, so uh, see you next time. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.